EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 25th and the 28th of September 2023. Hello there. I hope you're well this week. Uh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, joining me, as usual, is the delightful Ree. Hello this week, Ree. How are you this week? I'm How good, are you thank this week? You. <laughs> How good. are you, Rob? How's your, how's your wisdom tooth getting on? Oh, thank you. Yes, all very good. I haven't had any more eruptions this week, so all is well. I think. Thank you for all your messages of concern. Honestly, they came through uh, the amount of messages. It was, you know, I just almost see you all laying flowers outside my house through concern for my, t- for my tooth this week. It was lovely. Uh, but now all is well, thank you. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to this week? Not much. Uh, holy daughter. But, oh, actually, let me tell you oh. something, Rob. Yes. On my way here, because obviously I'm at my parents' house right now recording, mm-hmm. yeah. and I have to drive over, and on my yeah. drive over, mm-hmm. right, I'm driving, you know, at the speed limit, and somebody overtook me on a hill. Oh, bad. Yeah, Not on a hill. So I beeped it. No, actually, it was really aggressive as well. Like, it was pretty bad. So I beeped him, as you do, to say, oi, now then, drove off. Gets to the bottom of the hill, stuck in traffic anyway. How far did you get? How far did you get? How, how far, far did you get? How far? What, what point? To, my favourite thing to say to drivers. How far did you get overtaking me like that? And some swear words ordinarily. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but not Ordinarily. Yes, not I had my mother. daughter in the back. So mm. I stopped myself, Rob. You'd be very proud. Yeah. I went to go, you, and I went, Mummy's <laughs> feeling a little bit angry right now, Amira. Mummy wants to kill that man in front of us. In, <laughs> and then I'm going to breathe out, and that's yes. how we're going to handle this little bit of rage that Mummy's got. I think he thought I was talking to him. He started squirting water at my car. What do you mean he started squirting water at your car? What, you just got out and started squirting at your water pistol? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God, I think I, I think the swear word thing would go out of window if he did that. Yeah, probably. No, you know where your windscreen wiper is ordinarily on back? Yeah. Well, his was missing. So it just sprayed water out at me instead. At my I car. Didn't, I didn't know you could do that. That well, sounds I fun. Today. I, might remove, I might remove mine and then just I can... I can squirt out it like people like I'm like I'm in Mario Kart. The squirt people as I'm driving past. Well, that sounds fun. But you know what, Rob? No, because you look like the worst person in that scenario. At that point, I went, Do you know what, pal? If you've got a problem, <laughs> you you go ahead, love, because I'm not getting involved anymore. This right? is how mummy takes the moral high ground. That's right. Exactly. Yes. You well know done, me, Rob. Rob. What I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That man is lucky that, anyway, it's lucky that you had that. a daughter. That's all I can say. Right, there we yes. are then. So that was our week. Uh, elsewhere, we had another good week of Walford. Uh, although, there's something very odd going on with the... No one else would care about this, apart from me, who always like studies the writer's credits, all right? So very odd was going on this week. Kevin Rundle wrote the entire week, effectively. That never happens. He shared credit with two people at the start of the week and then wrote the other two episodes on his own. Never happens. The geek in me really wants to know what went on there. I, I'm dying to know. That's suspicious. Hmm. Anyway, so let's discuss this week's EastEnders on Albert Square After Dark. So off we go this week and we'll start with the Beals and the Knights. Cindy and Ian have continued to uh, pursue the Panasars for uh, money for their business, which we discover this week is going to be a pie and mash shop. Now, my first thought about this business, Ree, is that surely the chippy will be selling pies anyway. And yep. pie and chips are a thing. So I don't know what... Do you know what I mean? It seemed like an odd 
venture choice. I know we're talking about it being in London and, you know, that's essentially something that a lot of Londoners would eat, but it seems like an, an odd choice. And what I would say is that some spoiler pictures have been revealed. Not really spoiler pictures, but the Christmas lights are up at the moment. They are starting to film December. Ooh, they will be the, the six will be discovering the, the clues to the mystery very, very soon. It's very exciting. Um, but there, there has been a business built right next door to Coca and Sons, which is called Beals Eels or something like that, which seems like a terrible idea, name for this, sh- for this shop. Beals Eels. It's a terrible idea. Well, they said, he made a joker, didn't he? Wink and said Jelly Beals. I thought that were a good name. Though. That was a better name oh. than the one they've they've gone with, I think. But you know, it's I'm a Jelly Deals. I've never thought of anything more disgusting. Have you ever run Deals? I didn't know that. I didn't even know that eels were a thing, to be honest, in London. Jelly Deals. Oh no, yeah. I did. No, I did actually because Dink Board and Ramsey go looking for something Thames once on yes. some show or something. Yes, yes, but that's a thing in London. Jelly Deals. I, I cannot think of anything worse. I mean, is business wise, like you just said, surely sells pies at Chippy, right? Yeah, and pie and chips. Is he not in competition with himself then? I did think. What I think would be a good idea is that they need to bring back Beals on Wheels, which was a van that he had at one point, and you could mm-hmm. use that as a delivery service for all his different food outlets. So you can just order sort of Beals Food Empire, and you can just have that delivered to your house. That would work. That's, it would, but then you've though. got Uber Eats and Deliveroo and all the other they don't know, takeaway exi- they, services that are they, available. They don't exist in so, Europe, I suspect. I don't, I don't think but yeah, do. no, there are a lot. There are a lot of flaws with this business idea. Mm. I must admit myself. Yeah, I don't know whether we're still going to be talking about the pie shop in about ten years. Whether it's going to be up there with some of the most well-remembered businesses that have ever struck mm. Walford. But you never know. You never know. Um, so Peter is kind of concerned because. Uh, Obviously, unbeknownst to Cindy and Ian, there was a thing that had happened between uh, Peter and Suki. Still to this day, one of the funniest things that ever happened, in my view. I remember that well, when Suki turned around to Peter and said, do you want to see how well I use my mouth? Oh, yeah, (laughs) that line. Filth. Loved it. That was brilliant. Uh, But Cindy discovers this this week, as Peter's, uh, Peter's kind of forced to tell her. And so... He, she, another moment this week, by the way, of Vinny being <laughs> sort of like a quivering little flower after he's got all hard over Peter. Um, no, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> uh, he goes, didn't quite mean that. Didn't quite mean that, but we'll move on from that. Yeah, didn't mean that. Uh, um, no, because Vinny's kind of all up in his face, going, oh, you can try and beg money off my family. Um, and once Cindy finds out about this, she kind of corners Vinny in the kitchen and he's instantly sort of like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whatever you say, Cindy, I'm sorry. It's funny. I, he's the worst, yeah, but, isn't he? But would he be that scared of her? It didn't make yes. that much sense. Vinny would. Vinny would. Oh, Vinny would. Mm. Of course he would. Of course he would. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally bought Yeah, that. but then I'd just be like, have you met my mum? Have you met yeah. my mum, though, Cindy? Yeah, but the thing is, though, I also think that Vinny doesn't want her da- his dad to know what went on because I think that because he's True. desperate because he's always been desperate to keep Suki and uh, Nish together, hasn't Nish. he? So it was an empty threat that he gave to Peter anyway. Uh, so yeah, when Cindy start yeah. when when Cindy retaliated, he instantly sort of backed up backed down like the little wimp that he is. Made me laugh. Um, so this all seems to be going quite well. Nish seems to be convinced, despite the fact that there was no vegetarian option. Uh, which, according to Ian, oh, if yeah. you're a vegetarian, it's for woke people. Woke. Which was so Ian, so Ian yeah. to come out with stuff like so that. You just, you just know that Ian is the sort that would probably sit at home watching GB News 
uh, and voting conservative of every single election and oh, uh, yeah, giving it all that, giving it all that, yeah, 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 going yeah. on about woke people all the time. It's rubbish. Um, so it's all going, but it's all going quite well. And this seems to be semi-convinced and they go to the Vic and have a celebration drink until uh, they discover that Nish, uh, that Nugget is missing. And Cindy and Ian oh, yeah, are basically far too insensitive about this. And they say, well, you can deal with that later after you sign our contract, yeah? After you sign our contract. Can you stop worrying about that, please, and sign our contract? And this sort of explodes. And then it all kind of just goes wrong from there. Now, can you see... I mean, Nish wasn't. I mean, I know Nish wasn't particularly nice about Cindy at that point, saying that, well, uh, your half your kids are dead, so why are you why are you trying to lecture me about parenting? But I kind of got what Nish was actually going on about there in terms of like, can you give us a bit? Can you give us a moment, please? You know, I didn't think it was that unreasonable. Oh yeah, you? yeah. No, not at all. It was very insensitive of Cindy yeah. to carry on and go over. And imagine, you know, if it were the other way around, she'd lay into someone for doing that. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. well, she does. She goes mad when this, when this does that. And it's kind of like, you know, she's she blessed Cindy. She's but, but, Rob, you know, yes. I had my little theory last week about Cindy and Nish that's just completely in my head. What but, was that? That, well, that Cindy were going to be an alcoholic, which I now don't think. But oh, okay. something between her and Nish was going to yeah, go yeah, on, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So when Nish blew up at her and she retaliated and were talking back, did you not notice that Nish were like admiring her while she were giving it back at him? Well, I think that Nish likes a woman with fire because otherwise he wouldn't be yeah. with Suki. Uh, yeah. And I think in a, I think Nish is the sort that can probably envisage a time in another world where him and Cindy would go, go quite quite well together because mm. Nish is that level of arrogant that he kind of thinks that all women really would fall at his feet and be lucky to be with him. So I can sort of yeah he likes he likes a woman who can kind of give him. You know, give him a fight. So yeah, probably. I think he enjoyed it when she was giving it back at him. I, I could. I'm telling you, you've got your probably. little Stacey and Jack theory. I'm more yeah. Cindy and Nish, but I Cindy just, won't. Cindy yeah. might use him for advantage. I think that's more likely. I think that's more likely. Yeah, because by the end of this week, we'll get to what happens. But by the end of this week, they're kind of still left high and dry without any money. So I wonder if they may try oh, yeah. and turn back to the Panasars. But I don't know. We'll have to mm, see what happens. True. Um, because so Cindy ends up ripping the contract up and goes, screw you. Uh, uh, and they're left with no other, no other option. So first she tries going to Phil, and Phil very quickly works out that there's no way that he could trust Cindy with his money. So meanwhile, George has discovered that the bar has been sold, uh, and Anna feels a bit guilty because Cindy rightfully kind of owns half of it. So she tells Cindy, by the way, Dad sold the bar. Cindy's eyes, you see the pound signs appearing in her eyes at that moment. So she goes to George and says, uh, so about that money, yeah, the money you're getting to the bar, I'll be having half of that, thanks. Now, is she within her rights to demand this, do you think? No, I if I was George, I would give her half of what it was valued at the year that she walked out. Interesting. And even that's, even that's been generous, generous, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Because... She's not worked. She's not been there for the past nine years. She's not, mm. you know, she's not done anything for it. And legally, though, he did say that the marriage got dissolved. So, no, I think a little bit would be fair. A little bit, maybe 10, 20 percent. If that, perhaps. yes. Yeah, if that. Yeah, I but agree. Other than that, no, because you've not been a part of that business for the past nine years. You've had nothing to do with it. But yeah. Mm. This is kind of what makes you wonder about what George's motivations actually are when it comes to Cindy, doesn't it? Because uh, for a start, it's Elaine's kind of ready to go, uh, screw off, you won't having a penny. But George is like, hang on, let's just let's just hear them out. Okay, let's invite them around to dinner in a great scene. I really enjoyed the, uh, the yeah. awkward dinner. That was such fun. Elaine, I loved Elaine this week. <laughs> 
which is so funny. Just like the constant. I'm, I'm, good, actually. I am loving Cindy versus Elaine. I think as, mm. as this storyline goes on, I really hope they build and build and build this rivalry between Cindy and Elaine because it's very funny. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. Um, so they, they have this dinner and it ba- Cindy basically spends the evening sort of overcompensating for everything for, you know, with her relationship with Ian, saying how Ian waits on her hand and foot. I don't think he does. Uh, and satisfies, satisfies, satisfies my every need. His, her every desire. Um, again, I doubt it. Uh, and um, so once her and George have a moment alone, she is convinced that George is still in love with her. Do you think George is still in love with her? Do you think that those feelings are as there as Cindy thinks they are? I'll be honest with you, I got very confused this week. Mm, I got George. very confused. Yeah. But we'll obviously get to that a bit more as we're talking well, about it. But I believed I I don't I, I'm confused. Yes, I'm confused. We'll get, we'll get to like it. Like you say, his motivation. Like his yeah. motivations, like you say. Yeah. Well, obviously well, he, they have that moment, didn't they? In the mm. in the on the landing. But then all all the way through I'm thinking he just said to Elaine, keep your enemies closer. And mm. then when he offered the 50%, I actually didn't think you were being real. I thought that were part of the test. Okay. And then when it consp- when it turned transpired, not conspired, when it transpired that you were actually being serious about 50%, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, why would you give a 50%? I don't understand why you were willing to do that, if I'm honest with you. I didn't get, I didn't understand that. Or- well, yeah, I understand what you're saying because she, he does agree. He says, right now you can have 50%, much to Elaine's horror. Uh, yeah, mm. and Ian's all very smug about it. So they get home, um, Ian and Cindy, and Cindy goes, "Oh, wait, I forgot my phone." In the most unconvincing lie that she's ever told Ian, yeah, like, she needs to work on her lying because even Ian worked that one out. Um, because it all he has to do is kind of just look in her bag. Oh, your phone's there. So clearly, you've just gone to see George. Um, she goes across and kind of gives George a bit of eye fluttering and saying like how. The feelings are all still there. Moves in for the kiss. At that moment, Gina walks in and sees what's going on and then quickly leaves again. So Gina's seen them kissing. And then George kind of just pushes her away going, knew it, thank you, point proven. You still are madly in love with me. You're still lying to yourself. You're lying to your husband and you're absolute trash. Get out. (laughs) Which, confusing though. I know what you mean. Like, What are his motivations? Also, you're holding her hands too aggressively. I'm telling you, there's something in the way that he's always quite... Okay. Okay, okay. I yeah, you could do you, that. How would I... you how would you feel if you saw a man or my partner doing that to me? Yeah, but it was a different situation though, wasn't it? Like he was put he was pulling I I don't know. I don't know. I, I understand the I get it, there's context and yeah. I, I, and I get it, but to me it's too much. And I'm not saying that he would ever fit but there's some kind of element of control there, in my opinion. But then again, I know what Cindy's like, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't like... imagine her being yeah and situation. exactly and it's like how do you like kind of maintain any level of of, of control over someone like cindy and mm. there is also i think the element that george is just a big a big old boxer man so anything he does looks quite forced true over, do you know what i mean yeah mm. but so he um he does that so the next day cindy's sort of resolute and is sort of like well, he wants to go and uh, wants to go to the Vic and sort of really wants to kind of rub it in George's face, did you not think? Like, she's trying mm-hmm. to just be that woman. Yeah, well, it's Cindy, though, isn't it? Exactly. It's Cindy the all over. But I still, until, and still even after, I went, so when he says, oh, it were a test, I knew it, blah, 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 that's when I thought you were going to go, and I were lying, you're not getting your 50%. I was just saying it 
to prove that this is what you'd do. No, it's still sticking with the 50%. He didn't say that. He was still sticking with it. And I don't understand why he'd give a 50%. I don't don't get that at all. Elaine were annoyed because I thought he discussed it with Elaine. She was going to play a bad cop at this dinner party. You were playing good cop. And he'd said to her, I'm going to tell him that I'm getting a 50%, but obviously I'm not going to. The next day, she was like, are you mad? Why are you giving a 50%? I was so confused. I was like, why are you giving a 50%? Well, what I think might have been going on here, because Gina, in again, one of these moments where the secret isn't kept for long, like she literally reveals it to everybody the next episode, what she's seen. Mm. Um, and when that's revealed, the two couples kind of go their separate ways. Elaine storms off upstairs. Did you notice Elaine's choice of stiff drink? I quite approved of this. <laughs> Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey's or Irish cream yeah, or something, yeah. wasn't it? I like that. It's a classy alternative yeah, to someone actually, like Shirley yeah. downing vodka from the bottle or Sharon having a glass of room temperature white out of the cupboard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice alternative. I'll have a soft, I'll have a soft creamy liqueur, actually. That's what this is. Just to steady my nerve. Oh, lovely. Can't go wrong with a bit of Bailey's. <laughs> oh, Christmas. Sorry, go on. I know, and they can do all sorts of nice Christmas beige flavours this time of year. I'm very excited. Um, so, but at this moment, George sort of explains himself a little bit, and it sounds like he is basically trying to humiliate Cindy because of what she did to him. So maybe she he was trying to sort of lead her at the path and make her think that she was he was completely and utterly on her side. So that she, to see how she would react to that is kind of the impression that I got from it. But that's but that's what I thought. But then why did he not say to Elaine, "I were never going to give her fifty percent"? Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. I don't know. Something doesn't add up with it. Mm. And tell um, anyway, yeah, something doesn't add up for me. What for mm? George? As with George, you mean? You think mm. there's something? You think there's something darker going on with George? Really? That's your main theory. I isn't do. It? Yeah. 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 Yes and no, but I see. I see a little. There's a dark possibility, side to it. right? Let's put this out there. Not majorly. No, no, no. But there is a thing with this. It's the fact that, as we know, there's a man on the floor on Christmas Day. There's no reason why that couldn't be George. And they are slowly maybe drip-feeding a little bit of a darker side to George as the months go on. That's a possibility. So maybe what you're you're seeing, and I'm blind to it completely because I'm an idiot, maybe what you're seeing is actually you're picking up on the little subtle clues that they're giving for George being on the floor Christmas Day. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I were, I were going to say, Rob, really. <laughs> was it? Was it? Yeah. Tip on yeah. your tongue, was it that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I've said this for a while, haven't I? But there's, yeah. a, there's just something I don't quite trust about George, but mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. I don't think that I am. I don't. When he said that as well to Elaine, oh, I just wanted to humiliate her. I thought if my partner was saying that to me about his ex, I'd be a bit worried about mm-hmm. myself, thinking, why would you want to do that? Like, be the bigger person. I get it, but I don't know. But to be fair, I think Elaine would approve of that because she's all up for humiliating Cindy. True. True. That is true. So I think actually, if he was going to manipulate anybody, that would be quite a good thing to say. To, that would be quite a good thing to say to Elaine because he'd know that. I mean, Elaine couldn't care less whether Cindy lived or died, you know? So I think it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a bad thing to say to Elaine. I don't know. Um, but Elaine basically says, right, well, you can forget about giving her any money. If you want to prove to me that you have no feelings for this woman whatsoever, you we ain't giving her a penny. Uh, so, and I can't believe that Cindy had the nerve to look surprised by this outcome. <laughs> like she looked absolutely stunned and outraged that they weren't going to get any money out of George. Well, what did she expect? 
It's Cindy, yeah. isn't it, though? I think she just got it in her head that she gets what she wants as well, and she thought that she'd got what she wanted, didn't she? I don't... Yeah. Something's not adding up. Sorry, I can't really... I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but something doesn't add up with it. Or... I don't think there's a dark side to George, I'll be honest with you. I think there's he's just who he is, but it's a possibility, I suppose, and any man has to be a suspect for Christmas Day, so you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. But basically, by the end of the week, war has been declared between the Beals and the Knights. Where this is going to go, God only knows. <laughs> so where in are they going to go? town called Malice. I love where that the... background. Where... Yeah, I didn't notice that. Where are they going to go for the money for this now, do you think? I don't know. I... Well, Ian, straight away when George first said that we were going to give 50% was, we want it in writing. And mm. then when he went back to tell um, Bobby and Peter, he was like, well, it's a verbal agreement, so he can't go back on it. So is Ian going to somehow... I Is he going to somehow try and... You I, d- you I don't have to say, I don't think a, a verbal agreement stands up in court, otherwise no. people would be getting sued left, right and centre, wouldn't they? Maybe they're just going to hire a solicitor and try and actually get some money out of it. Yeah, I wonder how much rights Cindy actually has legally in this situation, mm. because she walked out on them. So, in theory, you'd argue that she has no rights whatsoever because she just left and completely disappeared off the face of the planet. So, I wouldn't have thought she had. Yeah, but she went. Rights. She's but she's got legal proof that she went into witness protection and why she did. So, who knows? True, true, true. That's plus a good it'd point. be all it'd be Spanish laws as well. So I don't know how oh, any of it works. God knows how it goes on in Spain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no England law. Yeah, straight away. Mm. No, that Spanish one. law. Who knows? Well, no, in in fairness, if if their marriage got dissolved i don't know if they owned it as a partnership in that respect then maybe she isn't entitled to anything but who knows on to the panasars now and they have discovered that nugget is missing um now we have a theory about where nugget might actually have gone bearing in mind who was announced as arriving in the coming weeks uh, Nugget's mum is arriving, so we reckon that that's where Nugget actually is. And Suki receives a phone call this week from Nugget to kind of just tell her, I'm okay, but don't tell anyone that I've called you. Uh, if you breathe a word to anybody, I'll never speak to you again. Which, you know, it's kind of put Suki in a semi-difficult situation, don't you think? It has, yeah, but actually I think that she should have just told the police if she actually wants him to be found. Yeah, I did wonder that. The problem with that is that the police are under no obligation not to tell Ravi, well, we're not going to look anymore because she's had Suki as... Do you know what I mean? That would kind of put Suki in in an even more tricky situation with Ravi. So I think that's why she hasn't said anything to him. Yeah, I get that. But a teenager saying that they're safe doesn't necessarily Mm. mean that they're safe, does it? So they could could maybe have tracked down where that phone call's come from to a phone. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I don't... I mean, she went straight to Denise, didn't she, on Square and said, oh, yeah. I have this call. And Denise was very eager to say, don't tell anyone. <laughs> now, do you think Jack would have agreed with that? If you actually want to get Nugget found safely and make sure he is safe. Yeah, it's like, tricky, I think isn't Jack it? would have it's... said, what are you doing? Telling yeah. me this is not... It's no, I, don't, I get that you don't like Ravi, but if you actually yeah. want Nugget back, then be honest about the fact that you've had a call. Yeah. And I think Nish is going to figure it out that she's had a call. Mm. Because he says, sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little no, bit. No, no, go. Say, he mentions it later in the week to Ravi, doesn't he, in the pub and says, you know, I'm sure at some point he'll ring me or Suke because he trusts us and he'll let us know he's okay. And then enter Suke, stood in the background. Mm. So I thought, oh, I think Nish is going to figure it out and figure out who's okay. been lying about it. Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it just put, it kind of, I think it does put Suke in an interesting position because it's like, 
and I think she also wants to sort of keep like Nugget because at the moment Nugget is isn't telling her actually where he is. All he's saying is I'm mm. fine, which, like you say, doesn't actually mean anything. So I think maybe Suki wants to kind of keep that contact going so that maybe she can find out where Nugget is, uh, and then sort of make her next her take make make her next move from there, maybe. Yeah, but it just don't make it don't make sense to not tell people though, because Nugget's not going to know if she's told. Even if she just told Ravi and Nish and didn't tell the police, Nugget's mm. not going to know because they're not going to find. They're not going to be able to find him from him knowing that he's rang. It'll just give them a bit of relief to know that he's, you know, he's not currently dead in yeah. a ditch. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Uh, yeah okay i i'm 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 intrigued to sort of see where she goes with this from here um mm. ravi obviously is at his wits end the way we tell that is because ravi had stressed hair all week yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like somebody had gone at him with a balloon <laughs> just like it, it was all stuck yeah yeah end. it was like we'll do your hair and then yeah. we'll then we'll mess it up after. stick it all up just to show you're stressed yeah. you did look stressed didn't you it works like it, it, it worked I, yeah i didn't think you could make somebody with a bun look stressed but it turns out you can <laughs> He looks mm-hmm. like absolutely at the end of his tether. Um, and he's putting posters up all over the place, threatening Denise, threatening Suki, getting all angry and everything. You know, mm. it's uh, he blames Denise mainly for this and he blames Suki as well. So he's kind of just, again, completely absconding himself of any responsibility at all until Denzel has a go at him. I thought that scene was electric. Did you? Like, I thought that was yeah. a really, really good scene. Um, so but, yeah, definitely. Denzel really gave it to him, didn't, didn't he? he? Got just, very, yeah, very both, angry. Yeah, with both barrels. Was I really... wasn't expecting it actually, but I think uh, once Ravi were just constantly trying to shove money at him, he was like, "Mate, it's your <laughs> fault." <laughs> I mean, what the, can... he was, yeah, he literally kind of tried to bribe Denzel with new trainers for information on his best mate because I think he thought that Den, Denzel would know where exactly where mm. Nugget is. And to be fair, the only information that Nugget gave Denzel before he disappeared was I'm annoyed with my dad and my dad has wrecked things again. So that's all Denzel had to go on. So he's like, well, uh, yeah. it's your fault. So leave, don't leave me out of it, mate. Yeah, well, he, he, got a, he got a bit riled up as well, didn't he? Because Denzel were blaming himself and then it was Denise who said, there's only one person to blame. And Denzel was like, actually, she's right because yeah. that's the only person that he were moaning to me yeah. about as well. So yeah, I think he took his anger out on him, didn't he? Right for yeah. It's yeah, and then he's kind of his only kind of way of dealing with this is to kind of have a go at Suki and say, look, and and Denise and say, if anything happens to Nugget, your lives will not be worth living. And I think Suki's kind of at the stage where she's like, what are you gonna do? Like, it, I'm just gonna tell Nish what you're what you're doing with Kira. Although the only problem with that is, I don't think Nish would be that bothered about Kira. No, he won't. But slightest. I don't know if Suki knows that he won't be. Oh uh, yes, yeah, she doesn't know that. So no. it's and as for Denise, go on. Sorry, when he was saying that to Denise, I'm probably overanalyzing this, Rob, as I'm sure you're about to tell me. Not at all, Ray. But Ravi's choice of words, he said, I'll burn and destroy everything. No, fully, yeah, no. That? I did notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. you're, you're referring to the, you're referring to a certain little uh, fire that might be happening uh, soon. You think Ravi might be responsible that f- for that? That fire, I don't, but there's a fire in the background at the Queen Vic on Christmas Day. Oh, so that was actually what came to mind when he said that line for me, and I just oh. thought it was a very random thing to say, "burn and destroy." Mm. So, yeah, I mm. know. Interesting. There was another little clue this week, by the way, uh, that I saw oh. uh, was that uh, you know when Cindy and Ian came and after champagne yeah. uh, in the Vic, they had a bottle placed in front of Ian, and it was exactly the same bottle that Denise is holding on Christmas Day. 
shut the front door. I didn't well, it had the same. It had the same. It had the same. Did I? As if I did. I saw it online. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> my, honestly, I don't know how people are still spotting these clues this late on. My brain is frazzled already without every without everybody seeing like what people are wearing for ten months, spotting all these little tiny clues. I don't know how people's brains aren't turned inside out at this point. Well, they probably are. I've just like it's ridiculous. I, I can't. I had to dream. I had a dream that Fat Boy was to do it. I had a dream about Fat Boy in a wig last night. That's what this storyline right. has done to us. Yeah. It's mad, isn't not it? not even joking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mad. Um, so, uh, what, how do you... The, the, Suki's response to all this is basically to say to Ravi, right, this is, well, now you know what it's like. Now you know what it's like to be worried about your kid. Yeah. Which is, I think, is a fair response, considering what Ravi did to Kira. But where the hell does this go from here? Like, what? how... What is Ravi doesn't move? Because that's a man on the edge. She's playing with fire quite literally. Isn't she just? Isn't fire. she just? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, she really is. She must... She's, she appears confident with it, but then later on when Nish and Ravi are in the pub, Nish goes over to Suki, doesn't he, and says it's about mm. time you start treating him like one of your own. So he's obviously picking up on it, mm. Nish, there. He's picking up on something because it can... It's not hard to notice the tension, is it? And obviously, they had the argument about when uh, she was talking to the police officer outside, PC Nash, about whether he... What was she doing there, by the way? She was, like, hinting at Ravi being quite violent to him. Yeah, she she was She was planting seeds with the police that Ravi mm. might be responsible, which, again, dangerous move. I mean, we know mm. Suki's not afraid of getting a hands dirty with this sort of thing. All right, Suki ain't no, ain't no wallflower when it comes to putting herself in the firing line. Uh, but mm. that is a that is a dangerous move, I think. Yeah, and also, I think at this stage she's quite confident that Nish should have a back, but I'm not sure that he would <laughs> over Ravi at this point. No, you? no, like massively reading that wrong, I think. Yeah, Nish is because I don't even know why she would think that because Nish has made it quite clear that what they've discovered about Ravi is of no consequence whatsoever. Like she wants, he, he's told us to sort of just leave that alone. So again, I don't get Nish is so stupid that he thinks that Suki would do that, you know, know. considering that, considering that she thought that she'd killed this bloke for a, a good part of a year. Uh, I don't know how he thinks that Suki would just forget about that and let Ravi go off scot-free. It's madness. I don't get how he would think that at all. So it's the men of the Panasar family have a lot of lessons coming their way, I think, including Vinny. So uh, mm, it's all getting very complicated, isn't it? Mm, very isn't it complicated. Just, yeah, it's getting mm. very complex and layered. And as we get further and further to Christmas, I do have to say, at this point, I fail to see how the Christmas Day death isn't Panasar related in some way because there is a lot of Panasar stuff going on at the moment, and it's going to be tricky to unravel all that. I think to allow somebody else to sort of come in through the back door. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm. like the Panasar stuff is overarching, overarching quite a lot of it at this stage. So this is why I think and it's Nish. Still, I still think it's Nish. Um, I, I don't <clears> think <throat> it is Nish anymore. I think it's too obvious mm. but to be Nish. That, yeah, but maybe it's a double bluff. Oh, stop it. We've been told expect <laughs> the unexpected. Yes. Well, I'll I'll say another theory that I've seen knocking about when we get to it. I'm not going to say it now. Oh, but... okay. Mm, suspense. Mm. Right then, next story. <laughs> On to Sonia and Reese now. And I am intrigued by exactly how much money Debbie actually has. 
because Sonia and Reese have their first IVF appointment this week, uh, and it is advised to them that they have an ICSI, where uh, a an embryologist will, and I am reading this, <laughs> an embryologist will take the strongest sperm and manually fertilize the egg. And each yeah. time that they do this, will raise the chances, but to no higher than 40% because of Sonia's age. Uh, and each time they try this, it's going to cost them £15,000. That is a hell of a lot of money. But I thought it was £5,000 each no, time. No, 15000 said... 15000 each time. Oh, I missed that bit then. Oh, right. I, I, I think... wrote 5000 No, I, I think thought each, it was five... each attempt will cost fifteen grand. I think they said. Oh, I thought I thought they said 5000 but it usually takes about three attempts for it to be successful. Oh. Well, either way, how much money is Debbie anyway, got? Anyway, it's going to be a lot of money. The point, yeah, well, the point is, it's going to be a lot of money, and how much money has Debbie got? I think it's the main she's point. Got, she's got 24 to 25 grand, I remember, okay. when you checked her bank account. So it's affordable, and some, if he's going to yeah, steal yeah. it all from her. Bit of, bit of change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm still, I still am very confused as to where this Debbie story is going. Because when she was first introduced, I swear mm-hmm. to God, they made out that she was just never going to wake up. And at the moment, it was just a case of making her comfortable until she sadly passed away. I thought that was where we were at with it. But they keep kind of referring to her. They keep showing her. Reese keeps talking to her. And sort of like this week, he went to actually see her and apologise for what he's doing. I said, I'll pay you back, honest, which good luck with that, Reese. Um, so it kind of makes me wonder, is Debbie going to wake up at some point? Is that where this she's is going? She's late. Yeah, she's Blake's going to wake up. And <laughs> she's going to wake up. And yeah. she's going to have heard everything. Everything. That Sonia and Reese have said. And she's going to she remember it all. She will turn out to be a psychopath. She will be Walford's and next Freddy Krueger. And she will go on the rampage. <laughs> and <laughs> she'll, yeah. Or, oh, oh my God, I'm just going to go for it, Rob. You love my out there theories. Can I, ta- can I tell them the one that I've told you? You Please. know what I'm talking about, don't you? Which right. one? Right. So, yeah. about Debbie's eggs. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Go on I'm then. Going tell them this. Yeah. What if? What if Debbie's eggs were frozen, right? Mm-hmm. And Sonia and Reese are going to struggle with Sonia's eggs. Yes. So then they end up using Debbie's frozen eggs. I don't mm-hmm. know how they'll agree on it or <laughs> how they'll get to that stage. But what if they do? So then Sonia is kind of the surrogate for Debbie's egg baby, and then <laughs> sorry, that's such bad grammar. Anyway, what if she has? Um, Debbie's eggs, an embryo, mm-hmm. implanted in her, and then they yeah. plan to bring up this baby and then Debbie wakes up from the coma. Okay. My first question to all of that is, is that even yeah. possible? Yeah. If that's possible. Well, actually, I don't know legally if what? Debbie didn't consent to it, actually. Which yeah, she ain't gonna which, in it. which she ain't gonna do when she's in a coma, is she? Oh yeah, I didn't think I didn't think of that actually. <laughs> Not that I'm consent all... might be an issue. Yeah, not that I'm not you know treading all over your theories, Ree. I'm just offering you <laughs> you know a, a, just quite questioning slight elements to it. Um, you know, possibly. However, I think what's more likely is that Debbie yeah, is eventually. On. I think I think at some point Debbie is apparently going to wake up. So clearly, I've just misinterpreted mm. what the situation with Debbie actually is. Uh, and Debbie's going to wake up, and then that's when the problems are really going to start because, like you say, they they say that you can hear people. Uh, when when you're in Debbie's situation, um, and Reese seems to sort to have basically given an entire monologue to Debbie whenever he sees her and tell her everything that's going on, and Sonia will have done the same. So I, I'm how successful do you think? Do you think we're gonna get to a stage where Sonia becomes pregnant? Do you reckon this is actually going to work? Yeah, 
No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Now you're saying it, I'm not sure. I think... I think it'll take a few attempts, you know, money-wise. So mm-hmm. we might see that. Oh, yeah, that's got to build up for sure, 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, possibly. And then maybe, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Well, I think what's going to happen is... Would they is write re- Sonia as having a baby? Well, possibly. I mean, the thing is, I think that it's going to be, it's going to get to a stage where Reese is struggling to get the money together, I think, for a start. Mm. I think Debbie, I think it's going to get to a stage where Debbie runs out of money. <laughs> she, mm. uh, and then Reese will have to reveal... Like what's going on? I think maybe I don't know. It's just an odd. I don't get where this is going at all, which I love. I, d- I like not knowing where a story is going. It makes it exciting. I just don't know. I have no idea where the hell the story can go. Do you know what I mean? Like, does Debbie um, wake can up? Can I be honest? Can I be yes, honest? Ray. Yes, Ray. Yes, <laughs> Ray. I'm a bit bored at the minute. It's a bit what, boring. The IVF it's story? not great. Yeah, not not to say that it's not a you know a good a good story to tackle but mm-hmm. as it is at the moment i'm just a bit all right come on get on with it like you know i don't mm. know it's just not you're, ready, you're ready you're ready for the next stage of it to, to kind of, to kind of yeah. go on are you? yeah 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 i'm i'm ready for that but i because i think i think is they have they haven't actually shown a huge amount of this story recently like we sort of kind of it's not been the main story of the week at any point really has it mm, so i think we're no. waiting for that week where this is really the focus of the entire week and Reese's secrets kind of are on earth. That's the natural, the, the natural, the natural next stage of where this story is going to go. So I think we're sort of just waiting for that moment to happen mm. because Reese is, I'm, I'm still fascinated by Reese as a character and I do, but I still don't believe that he's going to turn out to be any sort of villain. I think that he is really struggling internally with doing this. And I just, I just find him really interesting. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of seeing people's, perspective a little bit of course more you now. are of course you are okay yeah, yeah go on. no go on go on yeah, yeah i just want to argue with rob that's the yeah. only reason why no i'm seeing it more because there's more and more thought now behind it mm-hmm. he's got do you know what i mean like you could, yeah, you yeah. could argue earlier on that it's becoming got, like, easier it's becoming easier for him to do it's it's gonna cost this much i'll just take that little bit out you know i'm not gonna yeah. I'm not going to take Mick quit. I'll just take a little bit out. But now it's like he's promising it all. And it's like mm-hmm. there's, there's too much thought now going into stealing that money. Before it was like, I'm desperate. I really want this. And now you're like, sod it, Yola, you know, let's do it. Let's just take a lot. Who cares? She's in a coma. Now I can kind of see why people are like, mm. I don't know if he's at the stage where he's saying, where he's thinking, who cares? To be honest with yeah, you. I think he, I think he does, I think he does feel guilty about doing it. But I think that he's finding it easier to do it if we're gonna go if if, if yeah. we're gonna go into any level with it, I think. But mm. <clears throat> I think when it ultimately comes out, I think he's gonna realise what he's done and he's gonna feel dreadful about it. I really do. Yeah. But I don't know. Because Sonia, when she finds out what's gone on, will make him feel about an inch tall. You Ooh, know, she will. <laughs> that'll be I mean, yes. do you think she'll find out when once she's pregnant and then be in a dilemma of what to do? That would be the soapy way of doing it, wouldn't it? Because mm, I think definitely. realistically. I think realistically, Sonia would dump his ass uh, if yeah. he, if she's not pregnant, and then oh well, maybe she will not realise she's pregnant, dump him, and then realise she's pregnant, and then sort of be stuck with that quandary that she's basically had a baby that's been grown from stolen money, essentially. A uh, brief little story at the start of the week was with Tommy, Kat, Phil, and Alfie. Now we discovered this week that Alfie's got the all clear. Do we believe this? Is he like officially done now? Do you think with this storyline? Supposedly, I don't know. Why would he tell Phil that when Phil already knows what's going on? Mm. But I, again, it... did we see a doctor say it? No, we didn't. It's and you know, and I just I don't know. There's something odd about this. Like, 
it kind of makes you wonder, right? Are they, they're not going to do surely like a full-on cancer treatment storyline after we've not long said goodbye to Lola. So, I don't know. Something felt quite incomplete this week with the storyline, yeah, didn't it? Like we had yeah. that one little thing, and then it's yeah. not been mentioned again. I don't really, I don't know where they're headed with it at all. Mm. Maybe that's why they don't want us to know. I don't know. I, want, I don't know. Maybe because Alfie kind of uh, suggested that he was going to go off somewhere, like go on holiday to sort of heal himself or something, mm. which again seems a little bit unAlfie like. I thought because it almost sounded almost spiritual him coming out with that. I just need to go and find myself in Spain. You know, I need to go sit and meditate under a waterfall and be healed and all that kind of thing. So I just wonder whether he is actually keeping the what is actually going on from everybody because we're still because phil is still in the same situation with cat as he was before that he is keeping all of this from cat which i do believe is probably going to be the ultimate way that cat and phil end up breaking up possibly but we'll mm. see how that plays out um the one person that is getting really badly affected with this is tommy he had a boxing match this week uh and alfie let him down alfie was supposed to be there uh, and phil and cat are sort of left picking up the pieces now then tommy's temper that's going to be a thing moving forward isn't it He's it's looking good. like it, yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, going to be teach, a bit of an aggressive. Yes, yeah, teach him how to box better, that'll help. A genius I mean... idea. Who the hell does a Phil's an idiot? Like, you have a violent child. I know, let's teach him how to fight better. It's, <laughs> it is idiotic. a common thing because they say, they say let him take the frustrations out, don't they, in boxing ring, but I don't think yeah. he's working for Tommy a minute. No, not so... really. I, yeah, but I just don't get why you why you would teach someone to punch better if they're already a vi- if they're already violent. I think that's a crazy idea myself. But what do I know? I haven't got kids. Um, but yeah, I I think moving forward, Tommy's temper is going to be a real problem going forward, especially for Cat. Uh, mm. I think because it's yeah we're we're stepping into a bit darker territory of young Tommy now. I think so that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, it was all very much at the start of the week. Um, it's interesting to sort of give Phil this sort of storyline because obviously, you know, Phil and Grant would have have got their own history with all this sort of thing. So I wonder how Phil is going to deal with a child like this because obviously Ben is has grown up as a result of Phil's as a result of Phil's parenting. And um but I feel like Tommy is kind of sort of be on very much his own path with this. So I'm really intrigued to sort of see how Phil deals with this. I don't think he'll be that honest with Kat throughout the entire process, which again is going to cause their marriage problems. Um and Kat's going to be left in the dark for quite a lot of it. But yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. I wonder if that's why I don't know. I can't figure it out with Tommy either. Nature v nature, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Is it just part of him. That's just how he is. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting as well because Phil and Alfie could not be more different parents, really, could no. they? You know, it's no. it's hard to imagine a violent child coming out of a relationship between Kat and Alfie, but mm. with Phil on the on the line, anything's possible. So yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Um, so on to the final story of the week now, and Stacey's baps are out. <laughs> on to the final storyline now, and I think it's safe to say Theo Hawthorne is a loon, isn't he? Like he really, really pushes it this week. So he has started pretending uh, to be Stacey online. He has sent pictures of Stacey in her underwear to Billy. He has sent abusive messages to Bernie. He then sends uh, Stacey a friend request from Bradley and also sends Eve a friend request from her dead sister. The man is insane. Like, what the hell is his brain doing? Surely he's leaving some kind of, you know, computer trail, saying computer, Mm. IP, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Track down the IP addresses of all this and 
get normal some police, more evidence or something. Normal police services can, whether Wolford police can remains to be seen. I am sort of still wondering, like, he, what has he, is he put, is he getting to a stage now where Wolford police have to do something or not? I mean, by the end of the week, maybe they will do. Because um, Stacey mm. decides to get all the parents, basically get the communities together. And a really nice scene of where Stacey is basically telling everybody what exactly has been going on. Uh, and it's basically persuading the parents of Walford to be with her in getting Theo sacked from uh, the school because he's teaching their children and that is dangerous because he's a nutter. Uh, and I really, really like that scene of Lacey Turner being just, I thought she was brilliant. Just giving this amazing performance of Stacey having to confess and be kind of tell everybody what she's had to do to put money on her table and the resulting stalker that she has got from that. She, I think she was quite mm. embarrassed by it and scared to do it, but I think everyone was really supportive of her, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. I mm. was surprised that she told everyone actually, but it was brave. I'm glad that I'm glad that she didn't have somebody stand up and walk out because you remember when it first came out? Yeah, and she that's were snobby that snobby yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that she managed to explain. I mean, to be fair. They live in London. They're probably like, yeah, how many kids have you got in that house? I'm not surprised you need to do that, to be honest, because yeah, London's yeah. bloody expensive. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Did... I really, really like that scene. Um, It's also revealed this week that Bernie's got a crush on Stacey, which... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she seems Fair. to have a crush on a lot of women around the square, doesn't Fair. she, told Bernie? There's a lot of gorgeous women around that square. Poor Bernie's hormones must be all over the place. I don't blame her, to be fair, actually. I Wait, she had is... Emma up at one point? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think sure. she was. I really want Bernie to have a girlfriend to sort of settle her down. I really think she deserves a girlfriend. Give her, give Bernie a girlfriend and give her her own storyline, please. Because yeah, Bernie give her a storyline. Yeah, she really deserves it. Um, so Theo's response to this, in a really, really, really effective duff duff at the end of the week. I loved that last scene. It was so creepy. Because um, you think someone's putting a poster up and for a moment you think, oh, Ravi's putting up another nugget picture because he was posting pictures of nuggets uh, for information. But no, 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 it wasn't Ravi and it wasn't nugget on that picture. Stacey's Baps uh, is written on the poster <laughs> and uh, Stacey sat there in her underwear and he has picked and he's put up hundreds of these posters all over the square like the square is festooned with all these posters just flapping in the breeze in the middle of the night really really effective duff duff i loved it well you've just you've just said something that's made me go oh is that gonna happen oh dear you just said i triggered a we... theory <laughs> no it's, it's, it's an all right one. Oh, okay well you said that you know we thought it might have been ravi putting up the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the purse is a nugget yeah, yeah. do you think he's gonna go raging at theo Maybe. because he's gonna realize that all is Nugget, yeah, because I couldn't been see covered any. up by, yeah, yeah I couldn't see any nugget. covered them all up, yeah, I couldn't see any. I was, I was looking for that when I was re watching the episode. Mm. Like, oh, actually, he's, he's he's hidden all the nugget pictures as well, so either he's taken them down or he's covered them up. So, yeah, I fully was... 100% agree with mm. you. Rami's gonna go ape when he finds that, yeah. But... I'm wondering if that's what's gonna happen now. You just said that, but it's... also, why was there no one surely? Surely, someone's out there like looking for nugget. Like, is there anyone stood outside on Albert Square at yeah, that you time of night who might you see him of... do it? Yeah, you sort of wonder what time of night he was doing that. It, I think because mm. everything everything was closed, wasn't it? So I think it it must yeah. have been at like it must have been at like two, three o'clock in the morning. When 3 he was doing that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But it was just such an effective shot, like him just in his hoodie, just stalking his way through mm -hmm. the square of all these posters flapping around him. I loved it. It was a really nice shot. Um, 
really interested to sort of see where this goes next week because they've got uh, the case, uh, the court case next week about him. Yeah. Uh, and this will not make a difference for everybody. It's a lot for some people. But next week, we've got a double Simon Ashdown, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know Ooh. that there's many great writers on the EastEnders writers team. They've really shown that over the past few months, and past year. Um, but I love me a Simon Ashdown script. I'm very, very excited. It's double Simon Ashdown, and he seems to be writing... Uh, whatever is going on next week with this storyline next week because he loves writing oh. Stacey yeah so it's going to be big for this story next week I'm excited well I'm thinking when Martin went round earlier this week and uh, would you know banging down Theo's mm. door I bet he's recorded it all Probably. I bet he's recorded it all and gonna go no actually they're the ones harassing me and it's all gonna he's gonna yeah. flip the script you've got to kind of wonder what Theo's like next move is from here because mm. He's obviously done this. He's obviously put, put these posters up all over the square, but he knows what's happening next week. So you've kind of got to think that he's got to have some form of defence ready for himself. He's He's got to have something up his sleeve, surely. This is what irritates me about it, is, is Theo aware of what he's actually doing? You know, we were saying he were almost, he was delusional before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. What, point, at what point does he go, yeah, I know I'm doing something wrong and mm. I need to cover it up? Or at what point is it that he's going, I'm just waiting for Stacey to... We just had a little argument. Yeah. Silly Stacey. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his brain actually doing? Mm. But then he does say to Stacey, you know, you made a big mistake, you know, getting the school on, like, getting them to launch mm. the investigation. So maybe he's now just going to go, no, oh, no, now I'm angry. Now mm. now I don't think there is anything between us. Now I'm just super angry at Yeah, so, it's, mm. it's... I think he's definitely going to use Stacey's camera work as his defence. Mm. So it mm-hmm. depends on what the, kind of, what the jury or whatever or whatever it is kind of makes of that. I think it's going to be really good next week. It's going to be... It's, but I, I also sort of wonder after next week where does this leave Theo? Because obviously Theo is one of the top suspects for the floor on Christmas Day. So you've kind of got to wonder how much longer can they stretch this story out for? Where else is there for this storyline to go? Well, you know, I said there's another <laughs> suspect floating around. Yes. Right? Well, yes. a lot of, not a lot, a few people I've seen online saying that they think it could be Martin at the hands of Theo on Christmas Day. That would be mental. Mm. And I saw a video, I've seen a video that someone's edited um, about the fire. Uh, mm-hmm. A few years ago, Martin had a fire, we set of yeah, yeah, clothes yeah. on Christmas Day. Yes, yes, yes. Same yes. music was in the background. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. So I've seen quite a few people thinking that it could be Martin on Christmas Day because of Theo. So maybe it isn't Theo. It's I've been very surprised. I'd be very surprised. surprised. I don't think it is Martin on the floor. I don't think he's no. got any re- I don't think he's got any reason to be on the floor. However, this is the sort of storyline where anything can happen. Um and effectively every single man who lives on that square is a suspect for the for the floor, which is why it's so brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. they, they you could probably if you were to put if you were to look for it, you could probably find clues as to why Patrick would be on the floor on Christmas Day. You know, yeah. you could probably <laughs> yeah. you could probably work out something to make every single man go on that floor on Christmas Day. It's fascinating. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so I can't wait for this next week. Um, I think this is tricky this week. Gold star. Oh, I do you know what? I'm giving it to Cindy because I've actually really enjoyed Cindy this week. I'm I'm loving Cindy at the minute. So yeah, a hundred percent to Cindy. Uh that's interesting because in the in the in the vein of their rivalry, I was actually gonna give mine to Elaine this week. 
So yeah, there that works. Go. But it was tricky this week because there was a lot of really, really good mm. moments from a lot of characters this week. I loved everything that was going on with Ravi. Loved Ravi this week. I thought he was really. I thought that it was mm. probably some of the strongest Ravi material we've had for we've had for quite a while. Um, loved that moment with Denzel. Uh, so yeah, a lot of really strong performances this week. But yeah, uh, so Cindy and Elaine for our gold stars this week. Um, on to the last part of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and that is voices from you guys. So on to comments from our delightful viewers and listeners. We'll start with an email from Mitch Hamer, who says, Hi, Robin Ree. I'm not thinking Rafi will be on be the body on Christmas Day, but I don't think the new characters rule him out. They could very much be being introduced in order to build a unit around Nugget for when Ravi is killed so that there's more people slash family for Nugget to interact with, not Ravi. I'm in the Dean Wicks camp, but there's all sorts going on, so who knows? Yeah, see, Dean is still very much a suspect. And what I will say is that there... Uh, we were debating whether we were actually going to bring this up, but actually this might be relevant. It was that Chris Clenshaw has revealed this week, uh, He, I think there's a in, little thing in the Daily Star, where he said that there are some more returning characters on the way. Now, it's difficult to imagine that one of them might not be Dean. I don't know, possibly. We don't know anything yet. But I think if it is Dean, he's going to have to arrive pretty quickly for him to feel like a legitimate suspect and a for the floor, don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm waiting. I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious if Dean didn't come back after all this? Or just turns up on Christmas Eve and then just gets knocked down yeah, and yeah. just dies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I think if they're going to introduce suspects this late on, I think it's got to be handled carefully because otherwise it's going to feel like the past ten, nine months have been a bit of a I waste. Mean, if it is Dean, they've covered him up going into the studio very well, unless he's still not, still, exactly, still not yeah. there or something. A hundred percent, because the, the Christmas tree is now up. So mm. they are filming December as we speak. This is always very exciting when the Christmas day pictures, uh, when the uh, Christmas pictures of the square all sort of festooned with Christmas decorations come out. The Knights, by the way, I've decided to stick to soldiers outside the doors of the Vic. So that's a new addition. We've not had them before. <laughs> So it's just these, two, it's these toy town soldiers just kind of standing between the door. It's very exciting. Um, so, yeah, Dean is a perfectly legitimate suspect. But if he is, it's going to have to be quick, I think, for it to feel satisfying. That's my that's my thought on that. Um, next comment, Ray. Uh, we've got one from our YouTube channel saying uh, from at Super Doctor Who Lock saying, I loved seeing Linda be there for Alfie and I agree. I'd rather they just stay friends. I really can't see them being together romantically. Mm. So obviously... That was on last week's um, podcast where we were saying about, well, there'll be something between Linda and Alfie. We've yeah. not seen Linda this week, have we at all? No, she was off with, um, Elaine said at the start oh. of the week that she'd taken Ollie yeah. to see Nancy. So Linda wasn't there this week. Because um, Al and Alfie wasn't either, apart from, the like I think, the first episode mm. of the week. So I don't know. I can sort of see Alfie and Linda getting together. But I also feel like now they've revealed that Alfie is still very much in love with Kat, as if we need to be told that. But yeah. I feel like, and Linda knows that. She's like, he said it to Linda. So I don't think that Linda would get herself into that situation. I am intrigued no. to sort of wonder where Linda's love life will go in the future. Because what at some point she's going to have to have to have a new partner. Um, but I'm glad that they haven't just thrown her with someone automatically after, so soon after Mick died in inverted commas. So, uh, yeah, it's in, it's interesting. Uh, and final comment uh, from Marion McSaveny. Hope I said that right. Uh, on our Facebook, she said, what's going on with Denise going on holiday? Is this so that something can happen with Jack? Also, what's happened to Albert Square's legendary CCTV? It's not picked up a guy putting up loads of signs all over the square of his amazing hood disguise. Um, I mean, you might have a point with the CCTV, but honestly... 
CCTV must be the bane of the EastEnders writers' lives because 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 automatically every viewer is like, "Where's the CCTV?" Then go on, then where's that? Where's that? So it's yeah, I, you never know. The CCTV might be there, and Theo might be like, "Yeah, that was me," but she upset me. <laughs> So I'm, I um, but I did wonder this about uh, Stacey and Jack, and why they sending Denise off this. on holiday. Yes, mm. uh, sending Denise off on holiday for a week. So while the cat's away, you never know. Well, we did have a little Stacey and Jack scene this week, but I didn't pick up on anything in that mm. one. But then I don't think it was it would have been appropriate for there to be a spark anyway. But yeah, who knows? Why are they sending Denise away? Mm. It is a random thing to send Denise away at this point, I thought. So uh, unless Denise has a very heavy few months coming up, so they're just getting giving uh, Diane Parrish a little bit of a break before she starts getting into quite intense filming. Who knows? You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and you can find us on all your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash e20afterdark. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you very much for watching and for listening. Next week, I think the Stacey and Theo storyline is going to reach new levels. <laughs> very, very exciting. Cannot wait. This show keeps getting better and better every week, doesn't it? Keeps it earning does. those awards. By the way, we didn't mention, it absolutely swept it at the Inside Soap Awards. Best Soap. Max Boundham won, won Best Soap, soap Superstar. Daniel Harold won another award for Best Actress. Lola's Storyline won Best Storyline, I think. It just absolutely swept the board with awards. And that is where the show is at right now. And this is why it is so good and so satisfying to do a podcast for it. We love it. Uh, and we should be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.